It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A new term has begun for the Supreme Court. There's a host of cases that uh, we've already been watching. There are a number of cases coming relating to religious rights and freedoms that the court may hear, and their rulings are going to affect all Americans, those of faith and those of no faith. And so we want to look at what are the circumstances of these cases, what will the impact be depending on how the court rules. And, of course, whenever we're looking at that, we always turn to our inside source, Kelsey Dallas from the Deseret News. And, uh, Kelsey, one, it's great to have you in studio. It's been a minute. Uh, Glad to have you in studio. And uh, as you look at this new new court, obviously, with uh, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson on the court now, uh, how are you looking at uh, at some of these cases that affect religious liberty? Yeah, the biggest surprise is that they've only taken up one One. religion-related case so far. There's plenty that are are sort of on the doorstep that Mm -hmm. could be heard. But compared to last term, when I think it was five or six different cases that I was nervously, anxiously (laughs) following, um, and and the big, big ones um, about, like, school prayer, about abortion, this term just feels so much quieter. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, there's not quite as many of the uh, loud, angry uh, cases that are getting a lot of the attention. They are a little bit under the radar. So let's dig into some of those, some that they've been looking at already. Um, uh, As you mentioned, there's one case that they've taken up so far. Give us some uh, backstory on that. Yes, it's called 303 Creative. Um, It has a lot in common with a case from a couple years ago called Masterpiece Cake Shop, uh, also from Colorado. It's about a business owner um, whose religious beliefs um, make them oppose sort of providing services to same-sex couples. In this case, interestingly enough, it's a web designer. And so it's someone that might create a custom website uh, for a couple as their wedding day approaches. And she wants to say, I want to advertise on my website. No, thank you. If you're like an LGBTQ couple. And there's actually a policy specifically against that in Colorado that like you would be proactively um, in the minds of the uh officials discriminating against the couple. So the question is actually about free speech and about whether the state can compel a website designer to participate in this business transaction or whether that tramples free speech. Yeah. And so that's the, that was the interesting thing to me, uh, jumping out at this one. And, and so let's dig into that just a little bit more. I want to get your perspective um, that they the justices declined to hear the religious freedom claim. Uh, but as you said, chose to focus on the free speech. Dig into that just a little bit for us. I, if I remember correctly, this has happened a couple times in recent years where uh, the justice is really focused on speech because the activity at the center of the case feels like a speech mm. act, that it's mm-hmm. the, the designer saying something through their work, and that that maybe is a little bit more tangible for the conversation, for the legal debate, than a general concept of, I believe this, and so I'm not going to do that. And so even though it's a religious belief that leads to this frustration about speech, I think the justices say, let's think about the, the speech. The speech. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the 
it's it's interesting, I think, because you might imagine that that would take down the tone of the debate a little bit, because I think that there is a lot of consensus about the importance of free speech and a little bit more tension around religious freedom. But no, <laughs> a lot of anger already about yeah. this this concept, whether it's whether it's just personal freedom or if it's discrimination. Yeah, so interesting. Well, that that will be uh, one that's uh, that's there that's that's rolling along. Uh, any other nuances to that one that we should be mindful of? Well, other, the main, other than the shouting. <laughs> <laughs> the main note is that again, when you refer to it, that's why I said religion related. That I yeah. called it a religion case, and people have been like, "Wait a second, it's not a religious freedom claim." So uh, you can. Uh, that's that's a party trick to remember yeah. <laughs> that it's just free speech and it hasn't actually been scheduled for oral arguments yet. And so that means I believe it would be December at the earliest. OK. All right. And let's look at some of these others that may come mm-hmm. up. Uh, one uh, is simply about someone who doesn't believe in working on Sunday. I'm so fascinated by this case. It's called Groff versus DeJoy. And it's about a formal p- former postal worker who ended up quitting because of this pressure to work on Sunday to deliver mm-hmm. packages. And actually, it specifically talks about Amazon packages on Sunday. And so the question is whether the policies that uh, provide for religious accommodations in the workplace, whether the Supreme Court in the past had weakened those to a sort of ridiculous extent, because there's this legal concept that's like, any burden on the company, then the company has the final say. And so I think the Supreme Court's being asked to revisit that and say, shouldn't there be a little bit more oomph behind uh, the pol- the policy that the workers are supposed to rely on for protection? Yeah. And anything uh, you're expecting to see? And then obviously it's not scheduled for anything yet, so we don't really have a, a sense of how that may go. But uh, any other rumblings out there in terms of that case? There have been several briefs filed that by a variety of religious organizations saying, yes, we want the court to take this up. I think it's the end of this month, so the end of October, that the reply brief from the government will be due. Mm. And so it will be soon after that that the the Supreme Court will conference on it and make their call. So totally possible that it'll be heard sometime this spring. Okay. And then uh, let's sneak in one more here. Uh, one uh, highway project uh, oh, yes. in Oregon uh, that could possibly destroy some sacred burial grounds. This it should be uh, very understandable to many Utahns because we're aware of these debates about how we use our land, how we protect resources. So this is a case called Slockish um, that is uh, regarding a highway project in Oregon that already is completed, actually, and it ripped into burial grounds and um, – sort of cut off access to other areas that were considered sacred Mm. to Native Americans. And the thing that the Native Americans want is just some sort of recognition that the government shouldn't have done that, and then uh, some type of remediation. And so Mm. that might be a new type of access or an effort to restore the land. And I believe in prior cases, there's even been a court ruling saying you have to rip up that highway expansion and sort of let us restore this area. So it's tricky to say whether that will be heard because I, I don't think there's quite as much oomph behind uh, Native American religious freedom claims, which is unfortunate. But yeah. it, it, it's just hard because when you say, oh, my gosh, the solution would be ripping up a highway. It's just it, it finds you find yourself wondering if that's really ever possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating stuff. Anything else uh, that's just kind of off radar that you're uh, tracking? Uh, we know this is like uh, Super Bowl and Christmas and all of those things rolled into one uh, for Kelsey Dallas. But uh, anything else on your horizon that 
we should start thinking about. Well, I'm sure that you have followed that case about Yeshiva University in New York City, sort of a question about the rights of religious schools. That's gone dormant, sort of, because it's still working its way through the New York legal system and this group of students that would like a Pride Alliance, an LGBTQ student club, have agreed to say we're not going to force this issue as the legal case plays out. So it'll take a while for it to really get to the Supreme Court, but it just feels like one of those um, culture-defining cases where you say, how much freedom does a faith-based school have? And of course, that has ramifications for BYU here in Utah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff, as always. Kelsey Dallas, always our inside source when it comes to the Supreme Court and especially things dealing with religious liberty. Uh, Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you. All right. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, I got an email this morning uh, from our friend, uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman. And he actually wrote a piece. He sent it to me. He said, we can talk about it today. He says, America needs a new religious awakening as he celebrates his Jewish holy day. He has some thoughts about what that should mean for the rest of us. Stick around. You don't want to miss it on Inside Sources. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 